0: And tonight, I'm going to try and share my burden for Move the Mission, perhaps tell some stories about Move the Mission, perhaps get you out of here a little earlier than usual, only if you promise to pay attention. But I want, (laughs) that was a strong amen from some of us, but I truly want us As the Refuge Church, as a church that has a history of giving to Move the Mission, or She's for Christ sacrificially, our church is growing. Our youth are growing. And as that grows, I believe that God is going to open doors for us to set a record-breaking offering this year for Move the Mission. I believe that. I believe that. And I don't believe that that's going to be done by just me and Sister Claire, because we don't have the $15,000 or $50,000 that we would love to give to Move the Mission. But I believe that there are people in this community that want to pour into and invest in what these young people believe in. And so tonight, I'm just going to kind of share my burden about Move the Mission. I want to make his mission my mission. Not just fundraising, but the mission of the church. I want to preach, as the UPCI has put it, the whole gospel to the whole world. And that could be done by the whole church. Uh, I desire to see as many people baptized in the name of Jesus as we can possibly see not only in this city, but in this world. I want to see as many people filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost and led by the Spirit of God and live an overcoming life as I possibly can. And if, if we reached everybody that we know here in the Quad Cities, there are still billions of people that we will not reach. So how can we do that? How can we make an impact? We can make an impact by making his mission our mission. And I want to do that through Move the Mission. It is the fundraising ministry of the youth ministries of the United Pentecostal Church International. Since its beginnings in 1953, I'm not going to ask anybody if they remember that year. Uh, That's something I should never do. But over, except for Jonathan, he remembers it, 1953 is a good year, thumbs up. But over the course of time since that year, $158 million has been raised by the church to fund missions and ministries all around the world. Uh, Just by a show of hands, if this is your first time hearing about Move the Mission, we're really getting a good explanation of it. I'm just curious. Would you mind just raising your hand really quick? Okay. There are a few people in this room. That's awesome. That shows me that our church is growing. And so you probably will see a pie getting, you know, shoved in somebody's face in the next several months. It's a really exciting season. <laughs> but it's not just about that, even though for some of us it really is. Okay. But what does Move the Mission do? We understand that it's for the church. We understand that it's to help fulfill the mission of the church. But what specifically does Move the Mission mean? By giving to Move the Mission, it means that a missionary can have a vehicle to spread the gospel to the furthest regions of his or her country. It means that a North American missionary can have a building so that they can share the truth in their community. It means that a child can find healing and find a future at Tupelo Children's Mansion or Lighthouse Ranch for boys. It means that a student pursuing his or her calling and and their Christian education at a Bible college, they can receive a Move the Mission scholarship that can help them. It means a child can be placed with a loving family through new beginnings. When you invest in Move the Mission you intentionally share the gospel around the world. You intentionally spread the gospel around the world whenever you give to move the mission. And those are just a few of the things that Move the Mission invests in. I wanna take just the next few minutes and we're gonna watch this year's uh, video from. And they're saying, God, where you send me, I'll go. They're saying, God, what you tell me to say, save, I'll say. They're saying, God, if you can use A burden and could feel the call. I could see the impact, and I knew that there was a great need. mission to seek and to save those that are lost. I knew that if the mission was going to be moved, I needed to do it. Make his mission ours. I want to spend just a few minutes telling you guys a couple little personal stories. On Monday, I was, I was very unsure. The pastor was like, yeah, I want you to take the whole service and just talk about this. And I'm like, pastor, there's a video. We're good. And so I was like, I asked our leadership team on Monday, what do, what do I say? What do I talk about? And Sister Anaikin just said, well, what does Move the Mission mean to you? And I think she knew it meant a lot to me. Whenever I think of Move the Mission, um, I'm, I'm not typically the, the type that I like to brag about my parents and my grandparents, and, but I'm very thankful for my heritage. I'm very thankful for you know, what God has done in my family's life i 'm um, a third generation apostolic preacher, and that all started in Louisiana. My grandparents uh, they they were actually watching i believe it was the moon landing and as they were watching that moon landing and pardon if you have heard some of these stories before they're watching this happen and with with their friend there and Their friend happened to go to the local Pentecostal church, and he wasn't really that involved in church. He just kind of came. He was a part of the youth group, but he knew once he turned 18, he was out of here. But he had a lot of respect for the house of God, and he had a lot of respect for the things of God. And so they're sitting there that night, and my grandmother keeps going on and on. She's like, this is absolutely amazing. Like, there has got to be a creator of all of this. There has got to be a God that made this possible, that put this out there. And in that moment, that, that young man, he was like, there is. It was the first time he had ever really talked about the Lord. First time he had ever really shared anything. And that, that conversation led to Them talking about, hey, well, I've got this church that I go to. You guys should come sometime. They're crazy, but you should come. And so they go to this church, and I believe it was within the first service. Both of them were filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And ever since that moment, my grandparents have never been the same. My grandfather... Um, in those days, he, he was a welder. He was making, I believe, about $85,000 a year. That's kind of a lot of money back then, especially for a welder, but he kind of did a lot of dangerous work. and They were doing well, and he was, I believe, 21. Yeah, I forgot to mention that part. Some of you are like, I hope I make that kind of money when I'm 21. But it was a very quick track for them. God called him to preach, God brought them into ministry, and soon enough they were pastoring a church, and that church began to grow and to grow and to grow, and I believe that that church went from about 15 to 20 people to 350 in a matter of two years. It was an amazing revival that happened, and out of nowhere, my grandfather gets up and announces to the church, we're leaving. You're leaving. He said, God has called us to Tanzania. We have never been there. We don't really know what it's like. But all we know is that in prayer, God asked us to go. So my grandparents with their three kids booked a one-way flight to Tanzania. And they got there knowing there is no church. There is no one teaching the truth here. We've got to start something. And they knew that they wanted to reach into another country called Kenya. And uh, back in those days, it it was, it was a very socialist com- country, and they could not get a hold of anything. Uh, my, my grandparents could not get a hold of essentials like toilet paper. You just couldn't. Food was very hard to find. So my grandfather had to go out and he had to hunt. Um, So he would walk from their house out into the bush. He would go on two or three week trips. um, And then he would come back. He met Maasai warrior. There's a lot of stories. It's crazy. But during that time, he walked everywhere that he went. Everywhere that he went. Whenever he would teach a Bible study, he would walk. Whenever he would preach on Sunday, he would walk. Whenever he would go pick up something at the store, he would walk. Whenever they had to go to the hospital, they had to walk. There was no no other way for them to get to where they needed to go until Move the Mission made a way. It wasn't until Move the Mission told my grandparents, we're sending you a vehicle. It doesn't sound like that big of a deal, but imagine if you didn't have a vehicle. Imagine trying to reach an entire country with just your two feet. And God made a way because there were young people all across North America that gave to move the mission. And so my grandparents were able to start multiple churches in Kenya and Tanzania. And if you go there today, there's a Bible college that my grandfather built with his hands. That he was able to get the material in the truck that moved the mission sent. It's amazing what happens whenever we give in to God's mission. There should be a picture of a mountain of sorts in New Caledonia. Uh, This this is in the South Pacific, about a four-hour flight into the middle of the ocean, north of New Zealand. If you know where that is, if your geography is good, you might. It's really hard to describe. But the Kennedys that some of us know, they've been here before, this is where they're missionaries to. And this was a trip that we took where we had to drive eight hours into a jungle for a Sunday morning service. And this is just part of the road. This was one of the little portions that was paved that you can kind of see, but if you see that little yellow dot right there, I don't know if you can, I I can see it, but that is their Move the Mission vehicle. That is what we traveled all around that country Just going teaching Bible studies and talking to people, that's what they use to go. And if it wasn't for Move the Mission and us having access to that vehicle, the next morning whenever we went to the village that we went to, what happened wouldn't have happened. We began to just sit down and teach a Bible study. There were about four people there. And as time went on, people just started coming out of nowhere from all of the jungle and throughout the area, there ended up being about 50 people that were just standing around. And they were listening to the word of God. They were listening to what it means. And the topic was, how do you get to heaven? They wanted to know. And it was because somebody gave to move the mission that they were able to purchase this vehicle and get all around this island and spread the word of God. There should be another another picture of a white van of sorts it's a video I think my dad says something funny so I'm really glad it's muted Um, if you're curious where I went to school when I grew up that's the building right there that is the learning center school Uh, this This is what I think of whenever I think of missions. This is what I think of whenever I think of what Move the Mission can do. It was that van right there. I believe it was that one. If not, they have updated it and it's been replaced because Move the Mission has been doing so good. But it was a van that looked just like that. That every single day I was able to go to that school I was able to be with my sister and a few other kids from the area. We were able to be transported to go to school every day. It was in a vehicle like that that for the first time in my life, I would be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost on a Sunday morning after being taken to church in a vehicle just like that. It's amazing what happens whenever missionaries have wheels to the gospel. Amen. Amen. So, what does, why why are you talking about all this? Why are you telling all these stories? Mainly because maybe some of you like stories, some of you may not like stories, and you're just ready for me to be done. But I want you to know that there are hundreds and hundreds of missionaries and missionary kids that could tell you a lot more incredible stories. Brother Bruce Howell could tell you of the time that they were going through the jungle and they were driving with a few ministers. They were headed somewhere and there was a barricade of people that were going to kill them and steal their vehicle. And the Lord told Brother Hal, just go. And they put up this massive, I believe it was a, a metal barricade or a tree that was in the way that if they hit it, they're probably going to die. And as they drove, the Lord lifted up that vehicle and brought them over the barricade. They landed and Brother Howell looked in his rearview mirror and he's like, oh my word. He wouldn't have that cool story if it wasn't for the fact that he had to move the mission vehicle. (laughs) And I want to hear more cool stories like that so I'm going to keep giving to move the mission. But more importantly, I I want missionaries to be able to go and spread the truth. I know that our pastor would walk if he had to. And there are pastors all around the world that are doing that. And you and I have the opportunity to change that. You and I have the opportunity to give to Tupelo Children's Mansion in an orphanage for, for kids that need a home. And I have met young people that have answered the call of God. I went to Bible college with a few that if it wasn't for Tupelo Children's Mansion, they wouldn't be living for the Lord. Real McCoy. If, now I'm going to really put you guys under pressure. Now I know who it is. And Sister Claire knows who it is. So if you were at Illinois Youth Convention and you committed to being a real McCoy, I want you to stand. Awesome. Awesome. And here's what I'm going to have I'm going to really embarrass you guys. I want you just to come stand right here. And you can face the church and make funny faces. Don't make funny faces. Some of you are like, what is Real McCoy? Well, Real McCoy, it is an amazing opportunity for each of these students and every person in this room. Even you guys have the opportunity to be Real McCoys. I went to St. Louis as a Real McCoy, and I'm going to tell a little bit about how that happened. And there was a kid that was eight years old, that had raised four times as much money as I did. So, anyone can do it. But what a Real McCoy is, is a student that has raised a minimum of $1,000 for Move the Mission. Now, for some of us, we're like, how is that going to happen? How can we do that? That's kind of how I felt, and I can tell you from my personal experience that whenever you make up in your mind to do something for God that he has challenged you to do, really all God's asking you to do is just to like step on the path and do what he says. He's not asking you to come up with the money. He's asking you to make yourself available. And these students have already began raising money for Move the Mission. They have already began to give towards our Move the Mission offering. And I believe that they're not the only ones that could be Real McCoys. I believe that they're not the only ones that... There's a picture of all of our Real McCoys in the Illinois district. This is 49. I don't believe they're all on there, but there were 49 Real McCoys. And those 49 real McCoys in the Illinois district raise a total of $66,841.50. And right now, I see seven more real McCoy that are going to be there this year. Amen. I believe that it can happen. I believe that if we support our young people and we support their endeavors, I'm a firm believer. I'm a firm believer. Sister Kellerman has told me it several times. Let's just go out to Egypt and get their money. I believe in that. I believe that this community desires to give to the church. I believe that these young people can have a conversation with somebody that will write them a $1,000 check. I believe that that can happen. Whenever I was 16 years old, I had just gotten my driver's license. And just to be transparent, I was, I was not doing that well in my walk with God. But I had a service kind of like some of the services we experienced at IYC. That it was like, it doesn't matter how I showed up. It doesn't matter what I walked in here with. I am changed. I am new. And I'm going to do something for God. And that's... That's kind of what I felt with some of these young people. They're like, you know what? I'm stepping it up. I'm going to do something for God. I'm going to commit to it. And I committed to being a real McCoy, but I had two weeks at 16 years old, and Chick-fil-A didn't pay that well, two weeks to raise over $1,000. And I didn't have to make phone calls. I didn't have to do anything really other than just give God my time and my effort, my availability. And in two weeks, God allowed me to work a lot. But I did odd jobs. I painted a bunch of fences. I did all sorts of stuff. I cut so much grass, and I'm allergic to grass. I did all sorts of things. But I raised $2,000 in two weeks for Move the Mission. I didn't really... As I said, I didn't have to, it's, it's not really about me. And I, we're going to tell all these kids every certain possible way, and we're going to be doing so many fundraisers, and they are not going to be begging everybody here for your money. Thank you, Jesus. But we want to train them and equip them on how to pull off a good fundraiser and how to raise money for the kingdom of God and to open up those doors and let the Lord just pour out the blessings He desires. I believe that he's going to do it. And if, that, if God could do that in two weeks, I imagine he could do a whole lot between now and August. Amen? Amen. Thank you so much. You guys can be seated. As I mentioned, MK's. I'll never forget the moment at what's called General Conference. There's an MK pizza bash that our amazing pastor's wife is responsible for putting on. And it's on a Friday or Thursday night. And all these MKs that are here, they come and they just have this big pizza bash. They hand out awards called Spammy Awards. They literally hand you a can of spam. It's the weirdest thing ever. But it takes an MK to know what that means. It's just, it's a thing. I will never forget... The moment that the UPCI Youth Ministry's President and Secretary Promotions Director walked into that room, and we're like, what are they doing here? They're not MKs. It's kind of a very protective club. They're, you know, MKs are, you know, I'm weird, I'm an MK. And they walk in, and they had a couple minutes, and they're kind of just being nice and saying thank you for letting us be here. And then they go on, and they're like, but we've got an announcement. Have you guys ever heard of North American? I know you guys aren't all from North America, but North American Youth Congress. And all the MKs are like, yeah, I've always wanted to go. But like some of them are like, I was on the field and I couldn't go. I was with my parents and I just had to watch the YouTube videos. And in that moment, they announced to all of those kids that they were sending every missionary kid to North American Youth Congress because of the giving of Move the Mission. It's pretty amazing. And I watched kids during that Youth Congress, I know three that were filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost because they came to NAYC. Giving to Move the Mission, it is a part of who the refuge is. And experiencing the blessings of Move the Mission is also in the DNA of this church. As a Bible college student, I raised, during my high school years, a total of $4,000 for Move the Mission. Whenever I went to Bible college, I received $4,500 in scholarships for Move the Mission. I believe that the investment that some of you are getting ready to pour into Move the Mission, God's going to return that to you. I really, really believe that. But I'm not the only one that reaps those benefits or has been blessed by Move the Mission, but all of you in this room right now, because Move the Mission gave us a grant. I believe it was for $25,000. They believe in us. It's not just all of the countries around the world and all the missionaries around the world, but they believe in the refuge. That's pretty amazing. That they believed in our building project, that they were like, here's $25,000 so you can make sure this happens. And I believe that there are church plants happening all over the country. That a Pastor Brown's going to call them and say, hey, you guys have anything that we could... And they're going to be like, absolutely, fill this application. Some kids in Rock Island gave a crazy offering. And if you'd stand with me, I'm, I'm going to come to a close. And you know, how, how do you end something like this? How do you, I believe God wants us just to ask him, Lord, what, what do you want me to do about this? What do you want me to give? I know we still have a capital campaign going on. We are, we are going to pay off this building in Jesus' name. Yeah. We will be a completely debt-free church. I believe that. And I'm talking about our next couple buildings. <laughs> Amen. Amen? I believe that. I believe that's going to happen. But I believe God wants every single one of us to play a part in this. In moving the mission. The last thing that I want to say. And. Pardon me if I get a little. A little emotional. This year. Move the mission means a little. A little more to me. Um, for those of you that. Know my family, my parents, they've been here. Uh, Incredible people. My dad went on a a two-month AIM trip to Africa and came back 16 years later because he married the missionary's daughter and had me and my sister, and they never left until God called them to plant a church in New Haven, Connecticut. And there's now a thriving church there that has also received a $25,000 grant for Move the Mission. This past Sunday, uh, my parents announced to that church, and I talked to them before the service to make sure it was okay for me to say this at the refuge, but they announced to that church that they were resigning as the pastors. Kind of like the moment that my grandparents had way back when with that thriving church. And about a week and a half ago, they called me and my wife and said, we're resigning the church. And I'm like, is it that bad? Is everything? I'm like, no, everything's okay. God's called us to begin the process of trying to go back to Africa. So my parents, maybe this is a little selfish, but in a year or so, they might be on the list of people that need to move the mission vehicle. They may, might be on the list of missionaries that need assistance. Be, you know, I'm beyond proud of them and so excited about what God is going to do in, in Africa. So keep them in your prayers, but know that everything we give to this this year, it matters. Every dollar matters. And I believe in Jesus' name that through the fundraising efforts of this church for Move the Mission, we are going to reach souls in this city. Every single time that we have ever sold donuts, every single time we have ever done anything that was a fundraiser outside of these four walls, we invited somebody to church. And the more opportunities we have, the more God is just going to fill this place up. But he's going to bless. He's going to bless this church. He's going to bless every person that gives. And so all I want to do at the end of this service tonight, I am done. And I hope that this was okay and not too boring for you. But I just want us to pray that, that God would do what only He can through our students. And some of you that might not be in the youth group, God's challenge you to give tonight. God's challenge you to make an effort towards Move the Mission. And trust me, that is perfectly fine. But I just want us to pray that God would let us be open to what He wants us to give and the effort that He wants us to put out. I truly believe that this church could give an offering of $15,000 to move the mission this year. If the young people that were up here that committed to that, we're halfway there. And you can do it. If I can do it, trust me, you can do it. And so we we are going to do everything we can to reach that goal this year. So why don't we just pray and ask the Lord to bless as we enter into this season of new mission. We're going to do things like coin wars. That's not starting for a little while. But God's God's got big things in store for our students and for this, this mission that we are about to take on. I believe that he wants to help the refuge impact the world through our giving. Jesus, thank you so much, God for Your presence that has sweeped into this place, Lord, as we have mentioned, God, the sacrifice of missionaries around the world. And, Lord, the things that UPCI Youth Ministries has given, Lord, in our district and has given back even to this church. God, I believe that You want to use young people in this church, Lord, whether they're in the youth group yet or not, I believe that they can do mighty things for You God, that we can be a church that has so many real McCoy and so many young people committed just to giving everything they can to move the mission. Lord, I am a testimony, God, that You you have always blessed me above and beyond whenever I have sacrificed for You. And I pray that that would be the testimony of every person that decides I will go further and deeper to make Your mission mine this year. I pray, God, that as We go throughout the next few months, and as we are mentioning Move the Mission and doing fundraisers, I pray that your hand would be upon every single thing that we do. I pray that your hand, God, would be upon every single fundraiser that we do. And I believe, God, that because of this effort, we're not just raising up money, but we're raising up students that they can set the priority in their life of what they give to Lord, that we are raising up, Jesus, a culture in this church and in the lives of our young people, that we will do whatever it takes to send your gospel around the world, because we desire to see souls saved. We desire for people to know you and to experience the life-changing power of your spirit, God. So use us, Lord, and help us to be sensitive to what you would desire for us to give, in jesus name in jesus name amen amen thank you so much for for paying attention tonight and just hearing kind of my heart there are resources there there was a video put out a couple hours before service today um, that they are rebranding what's called uh, real mccoy and challenge 31 and so i'm hoping to get a hold of those resources tomorrow That way we can have those for everyone that would like those resources. It can be very simple. There are are simple things like getting 10 people to give you $10. I think we all can can make that happen. I knocked doors around my neighborhood until I had to call my mom because I was lost. Until I would just get one of those filled out. And so we're going to try to have those kind of resources, and I'm super excited about all the fundraisers. If you're interested in this and you're not in the youth group, come to me and Sister Claire. We would love to talk to you. We would love to get you involved. If you just want to help facilitate fundraisers for the youth, if you want to make them work, we're okay with that. I'm just excited about what God's going to do. And so one more time, why don't we just thank the Lord for what he's going to do through our church. Thank you, Jesus. God, for the way that you're going to move, I pray that you would bless all that we do for Move the Mission this year. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for being at church tonight. We will see you guys on Sunday. God bless and travel safe on your way home. Thank you.